Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Folks, we are live after close to uh, 30 minutes of technical problems. We finally got the uh, show set up and on the road. Apologies, we were supposed to start at 8.07. And uh, yeah, it's almost close to uh, 8.30 now. Sorry for the uh, technical delays. At any rate, welcome to the uh, show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Sam Field, broadcasting live as always from South Florida, here at the NGC Studios. Contact info as usual. You can reach me um, on Twitter and on Instagram at seventy underscore NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report at Gab um, over on Gab at Sam Whitfield. The Sam Whitfield.com is my web address and then Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. And uh, as always, you can listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from if you want to download the audio version after the show. Uh, evening to you uh, as well, Chuck, and uh, for those of you who are interested in commenting on the live video as well, you can sign into YouTube and like and comment there, and right now we have Chuck, aka Locomotive Breath, uh, in the chat room, so thanks for participating. And uh, folks, I've got to be honest, tonight's show is going to be a bit of a... uh, it's going to be a bit of a quiet show tonight. There wasn't that much in the news this week that was really um, groundbreaking in terms of any new policy or anything really new that happened. I do want to get a bit into um, the Trump rally that happened here in Florida. There were people who thought I was going to go to that uh, rally. I did not go uh, to the rally in Tampa. I I didn't even know about it until like two days before uh, it happened. And 
by then, uh, the the tickets to the Trump rally for Ron DeSantis in Tampa were uh, pretty much all sold out. Uh, my friend Dan Sandini was able to go to the rally in Tampa, and uh, I may I may try and get Dan here on here in the next uh, few weeks to uh, talk about his experience at the rally. He's a uh, he's a longtime Trump supporter. He he also uh, has done some work as a citizen journalist uh, back when he lived in Portland, Oregon. So, uh, you know, long time guest, but he'll be back on the show in a few weeks, hopefully. Alright, but uh, going back to the Trump rally, I do want to look at some highlights of the uh, rally, what, 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 what I could find. When I was trying to, uh, when I was trying to get, um, clips of the rally, it was hard because they, uh, they had, on YouTube, they had streams of the entire, uh, rally, which was, which was around three hours, and, uh, obviously, I didn't want to get the, uh, full, you know, I didn't want to stream the full rally, but I did want to get a few of the highlights, surprisingly, uh, highlights were difficult to get a hold of, but I did manage to get uh, one from one of the local newscasts in my area, just kind of a uh, a brief summary of the rally. Uh, and we'll get to some of this stuff with Jim Acosta and CNN here in a, in a bit. Uh, but, yeah. Um, also, real quick announcement before we uh, get started... Uh, folks, uh, I, I made $15 off of, uh, Patreon, uh, for the month of July, for the month of July, and I, I guess, well, the way Patreon works, for those of you who don't know, is you get paid, uh, the month, uh, after for the, for the previous month. So let's say that, uh, you subsub you signed up uh, to somewhere on Patreon in July. I get paid for uh, July. I get paid for that in August. So in July, I had uh, two new signups, one from uh, Canna, or the artist formerly known as Canna Bear, and then uh, Catherine Holiday, who contributed at the $5 level. And, uh, all together with a couple other patrons who, uh, I guess dropped off at later on. I made on $15 for the, so for those of you who, uh, contributed even at the dollar level, uh, thank you so much. And once again, uh, for those of you who are interested in signing up, you can go to, uh, patreon.com forward slash Whitfield and, uh, support the show for as little as $1. And, uh, it really helps me out with some expenses like running the website and, uh, other things. I'd like to maybe improve some of the audio here in the future and, uh, get some more equipment to make the show even better. But for, you know, now this is pretty good and thanks for supporting the show in general. Alright, so let's get on to Florida. And, uh, so this was a local uh newscast summary of basically the the rally in Tampa and uh I just wanted to play a, a little bit of this because I think it's you know I think for all the guff we give the national media I th- I think the local news media I mean it's still pretty biased too to the left but they're not as blatantly bad as perhaps CNN is which, as I said, we'll get to later on in the show. Anyway, here is a uh, here's an excerpt from the uh, from the local news uh, stream in Tampa uh, about the rally uh, in Florida that happened on Tuesday. Uh, cut number one. Go. 
Now, Trump is back at the White House tonight after giving Florida voters a clear directive for who he wants in the governor's office. ABC Action News reporter Michael Paluska begins our live coverage from the state fairgrounds where the president rallied alongside several thousand supporters. Michael. Wendy, people were super excited tonight. Sometimes their cheers were deafening. The president doing everything in his power to make sure that he keeps allies here in Florida. Everybody needs to support Ron DeSantis. President Donald Trump back in Florida, his first rally in Tampa since winning the White House, now stumping next to U.S. Congressman Ron DeSantis to win the governor's race. We can fight illegal immigration. The wall, one of the most cheered topics of the night, DeSantis touting Trump's border security plan at the podium and also in a new political ad released this week. Build the wall. DeSantis's wife, Casey, seizing this huge political opportunity to win over Florida voters. Ron, again, I want you to know, is running for the right reasons. Not because he wants to be somebody. It's because he wants to do great things. The atmosphere inside the expo hall of the Florida State Fairgrounds was like a giant party. Supporters hanging on to every word. He talked about North Korea, the Iran nuclear deal, China, the economy, the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, a wide range of topics that also included bashing Hillary Clinton and NFL players protesting the national anthem. But Trump always circling back to why he is in Tampa. Earlier today, I also spent time with your current governor, one of our nation's truly great leaders, Rick Scott. But I wanted to be here to formally endorse Ron, you got to get out and vote. Get your friends, get your colleagues, get your neighbors, and get out and vote in November. So as you heard, Governor, well, uh, you know, so yeah, it was basically a, a, a gubernatorial uh, stumping uh, rally that Trump did in Tampa on Tuesday. Uh, very high energy from what I saw uh, on Tuesday. And I, I was able to stream a little bit of it, but uh, not much. Overall, though, uh, still seemed to be pretty uh, high energy. And uh, once again, uh, Trump seemed uh, to be on top of his game and he endorsed uh, DeSantis. Now, in in terms of how the uh, rally was received nationally, there was a big storm made out of the fact that uh, CNN reporter Jim Acosta was quote-unquote harassed by uh, Trump supporters. At least that's how he and other uh, mainstream media People tried to spin it later in the week. Um, this is pretty funny, though. This is an excerpt from CNN uh, right before the Trump rally occurred on Tuesday night, and uh, you can you can see in this uh, clip how just totally unhinged uh, Acosta becomes. It's uh, it's pretty funny to watch, and they'll have an analysis of this uh, afterwards. Cut no clip number two, go. Mueller investigations first trial now underway. President Trump and his lawyers seem to be cooking up a new defense slogan of their own. The president will hold, by the way, a campaign rally uh, shortly down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, let's. Uh, which, by the way, let me just say this, Wolf Blitzer. Again, the uh, the Mueller Russia investigation has absolutely no feet whatsoever. None. Uh, C CNN and the and the rest of the mainstream media they keep reporting this uh, whole Russiagate thing as if it was a factual thing that happened. Yet there was absolutely, uh, you know, not, there has been absolutely no uh, conclusive proof to even hint that Trump was involved in meddling with the Russian elections. So CNN keeps uh, 
barking up the wrong tree with this. But uh, anyway, so Costa was at the uh, rally, as you'll see here in a moment, and uh, he, it's funny because I, he didn't really get ha heckled by Trump supporters as much as he just got called out. None of them really tried attacking him, but yet that's kind of, well, that's what he'll claim, that he's being harassed uh, by Trump supporters later on. Uh, so continuing on with this clip. Shortly down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, let's go there. Our chief White House correspondent, Jim Acosta, is already on the scene for us. So, Jim, what's the latest? Well, President Trump is in Florida tonight to do some campaigning ahead of the midterm elections, but the president and his team are still busy trying to get their story straight on the Russia investigation. Mr. Trump is now echoing his lawyers who have gone from saying there was no collusion during the 2016 election to insisting that collusion is not a crime. You can, you can hear the... Uh crowd spewing in the background. Breezing past the cameras on his way to Florida, President Trump appears to have a new strategy for the Russia investigation. Ignore questions from reporters while spinning up a new defense where he's shielded from outside scrutiny. Tweeting. What the hell is the legitimacy of the uh, Russian thing? Okay, I've been asking you this for close to a fucking month on the show. Again, pardon, pardon for my French. I know that there there are some listeners out there of the podcast, but honestly, this whole Russia crap is getting really aggravating, and particularly when it's coming nonstop from the communist news network. Uh, anywho. Collusion is not a crime. It's a notable leap from the president who has repeatedly claimed there was no collusion with the Russians during the 2016 campaign. There is no collusion. You know why? Because I don't speak to Russians. There's been no collusion. There's been no crime. I can only say this. There was absolutely no collusion. Everybody knows it. Every committee, there's no collusion. There was no collusion with Russia other than by the Democrats. The president is now amplifying what his outside lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, said Monday. I'm not even know if that's a crime, colluding about Russians. And another Trump attorney, Jay Sekulow, said today. Well, that's not just technically correct. I mean, that's actually the law. Mm -hmm. But there's no violation of law, statute, rule, or regulation uh, that we have seen after reviewing this case for a year. And I think Bob Mueller will come to the same conclusion. Democrats aren't buying it. I can't keep up with uh, Rudy Giuliani's uh, theories of defense, uh, and they change almost by the hour. Uh, you know, collusion at one point it never happened. At the next point, if it happened, it's not serious. Wait down. All right. Are we really, again, this is all bullshit with uh, Russia. So is, is there anything else really worth uh, covering? Okay, well, maybe a little bit. This Trump crowd here in Tampa, Florida, they're saying things like CNN sucks, go home, and fake news. Wolf, obviously, all of those things are false. We're staying right here. We're going to do our job and report on this rally to all of our viewers here tonight. Wolf. As you should. Uh, all right, Jim Acosta, we'll stay in very close touch with you. Thank you. Well, CNN does uh, suck in that whole entire segment was them, uh, you know, doing their absolute damnedest to report on a false uh, story that hasn't been proven yet at all. I mean, that is the only card that the left and the Democrats have to play, honestly, is this whole... Russiagate thing. But it gets even uh, sillier here, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, 
the day after the uh, the rally in Tampa, Jim Acosta goes on HLN, which is CNN's sister network, and talks to Essie Cop. Uh, for those of you who remember, Essie Cop actually used to be a conservative. Uh, she used to be more of a conservative, conservative libertarian pundit. And then she joined the Never Trump movement and became completely unhinged uh, in 2016. And as a result, got her own talk show on uh, HLN, which is CNN's uh, twin network. Well, Jim Acosta was on her show last night, basically lamenting, oh my god, Essie, it was so horrible uh, being name-called by Trump. It's dangerous for, uh, journalists. Uh, so let's, let's have a giggle at that, shall we? Uh, clip number three. Oh, okay, I love the caption of this video, too. A cost on Trump rally. It felt like we weren't in America anymore. Okay. Clip number three. I want to talk to someone who was at the rally in Tampa last night. He's covered countless of these and has become one of the president's favorite human punching bags. CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta. Jim, we've seen your, your videos and I've, I've been to these events too. I've met with countless yep. Trump supporters. Even I was shocked at the level of vitriol that was aimed your way last night. Give us an idea yep. of what it felt like to be in the middle of it. Well, Essie, I mean, honestly, it felt like we weren't in America anymore. Uh, I, I don't know how to put it uh, any more plainly than that. Uh, Americans should not be treating their fellow Americans in this way. Uh, but unfortunately, what we've seen, and this is... Yeah, 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 you're, you're totally right. You're totally right, Jimmy. But uh, you know what else? Americans and American journalists shouldn't be accusing half of the population of being neo-Nazis or white supremacists either, which is what your network does every single damn day ever since the election. Ever since the election. They've tried to uh, pin their motives of a few uh, radical assholes like Richard Spencer and David Duke and pin it on the entire Trump-supporting base. And, uh, you know, in the, in the other clip I played, uh, in the other clip I, I played, uh, in the background when Acosta was at the Trump rally, there were several, uh, signs that said stuff like, uh, blacks for Trump and, uh, women for Trump too. But, uh, you know, CNN chose to uh, omit the fact that those, uh, groups were there too. No, we're just all uh racist uh you know, misogynistic uh homophobes too. So uh yeah, yeah, Brian you're you're right, Acosta is kind of a of a pussy. I will say this though, the S D couple although although she's never trumping although as and although I don't really like her uh politically She's, uh, she's still, she's still, well, she's, she's kind of a, of a MILF, to be honest. Uh, that's, that's right, I, I said it. Yep. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, you know, Jim Acosta wants to claim that, you know, he feels like he's not living in America anymore. Well, good, uh, you know, that's how the rest of us feel. Anyway, what's, uh... You know, let's, let's, uh, let's see if he has anything more to say for himself. For some time since the campaign, I've been, I've been talking about this as an issue since the campaign. When the president uh, during the campaign referred to us as the dishonest media, the disgusting news media, liar, scum, and thieves, and so on, and then he rolled that right into uh, the Oval Office and started calling us fake news and the enemy of the people, uh, he is whipping these crowds up into a frenzy uh, to the point where they, they really want to come after us. And, we, you know, we have these 
these bike rack-like uh, barriers around the press cage, as we call it, uh, to protect us, essentially, from people who might take things too far. It's unfortunate because, and I try to calmly talk to a lot of these folks at the rally last night to say, listen, hey, you know, tell me what you want to talk about here. Why are you guys so upset with us? And they would kind of go through a list of questions. Uh, most, of, most of the questions were about why don't you guys report positive news about the president. And I said, hey, you know what, we do that. Uh, we were reporting on this positive job numbers in the economy last Friday. And my, my sense of it, Essie, is that, the, that these opinions that these folks have at these rallies, they're shaped by what they see in the primetime hours of Fox News and what they hear from some conservative news outlets that just sort of give them this uh, daily diet of what they consider to be terrible things that we do over here uh, at CNN. It's very unfortunate, but it's, it's, it's a pitting of American against American, and honestly, it needs to stop. Last night you tweeted, uh, I'm very worried that the hostility whipped up by, by Trump and some of the conservative media will result in somebody getting hurt. We should not treat our fellow Americans this way. Okay, stop, 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 okay? Jeez. Okay, what, once again, he is... He's worried about Trump dividing dividing Americans and Trump causing causing danger. Uh, I I don't know who was it that was disinviting uh, family members uh, to ho holiday events and weddings and you know other other things after the election because they uh, they didn't like the candidate. Oh, that's right. It wasn't Trump supporters disowning their family members. It was Hillary supporters who were disowning their family members who supported Trump. Who was it that was stoking the uh, the flames that half of America was white supremacist and, uh, you know, wanted to kill black people and Hispanics and whatnot, even though that wasn't true? Was it Fox News? Oh, that's that's right. It wasn't Fox News at all. It was it was uh, CNN and uh, this slime ball, ball right there. Yeah, yeah. Jolly's up. Jolly's absolutely absolutely right. Uh, they're they're accusing others exactly of what they're doing. Never never change. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I will I will say that uh, you know for for a lib once again I will say that for uh, for a former conservative turned uh, you know never Trump uh, SC Cup is still kind of a, she's still kind of a hot broad and a piece of ass as uh, Nick DePaul might say but uh, yeah. Um, press is not the enemy. Um, you know, Trump's been bashing the media for a while now. What makes you think it's at this sort of uh, pivot point now, this really dangerous pivot point? Well, oh, this no, ought to be good. For some time. I was worried during the campaign mm. that a journalist was going to get hurt. Yeah. And it, it has been building. Uh, but when you refer to the members of the press as... You were, you were worried that journalists were going to, to get hurt what what about what about when our side what about when mike when mike cernovich uh went to antifa rallies um and almost got you know hospitalized hospitalized because of that journalists journalists were assaulted during the 2016 election and they've been they've been assaulted this year they're not big network uh, corporate journalists that can afford security like you can, but no, I mean there there have been some independent citizen journalists that have uh, been assaulted or come close to being to being assaulted. Right. The enemy of the people. You're essentially putting targets on our backs, mm -hmm. and it's not just some you know Joe Schmo on a bar stool. Uh, yeah, and when and when you keep calling us, uh, you know, Nazis and white supremacists and whatnot, and stoking that lie, uh, you're putting targets on our fucking backs as well. Have you thought? Of, have you ever thought of that, you piece of shit? No, obviously you haven't. Uh, and this is why I. Uh, 
this is why I, uh, don't, you know, take you, take YouTube money or, you know, any, any sponsors. This is, this is exactly why, why I'm on Patreon. So that I can say whatever the hell I want, um, and not have to worry about getting demonetized or some shit like that. Okay, um... Oh yeah, what? Oh yeah, I, I hang on. I'm reading the comments. What about when? A, what about when a Antifa showed up at a night for freedom? Yeah, that I'm pretty sure that was Cernovich's event where he almost got assaulted. Um, but yeah. Um, and Kalamazoo yeah. saying this. This is the president of the United States, and that comes, uh, you know, with a, a serious. Uh, you know, force behind it. Yeah. And, you know, he has a lot of people out there who are extremely angry at us. And what I've been saying to these folks at these rallies is, hey, watch what we do on CNN. Form your conclusions based on that. But I, you know, we do. Jim, that's the fucking problem is we do. And you're still wanting your ass off about that. All right. Uh, what the hell else? We obviously uh, don't need uh, to watch that anymore. As I said at the beginning of the show, folks, uh, it's been a really slow, uh, it's been a really slow news week, at least here in America. Um, I, I guess there's another, uh, Trump, I guess there's another Trump rally in Ohio, um, from what I'm uh, seeing, uh, someone asked me to uh, cover the whole LeBron James thing, so I I did have a uh, a news story um pull. I do have a news story uh, pull pulled up about. That and, uh, oh, this, oh, this is good. Um, oh, this, oh, this is funny. This, this, this comes from the LA, this comes from the, uh, LA Times. Uh, Trump, Trump faces new accusations of racism after mocking LeBron James's intelligence. Oh, this this ought to be good. Okay. President Trump faced renewed accusations of racism on Sunday after mocking the intelligence of Lakers superstar LeBron James and broadcaster Don Lemon of CNN. Trump took to, to Twitter late Friday night to bash Lemon after his interview on Monday with James and ended up slandering the celebrity athlete as well. In the interview, James reiterated his criticism as of the president as racially insensitive. Uh, LeBron was just interviewed by the dumbest man on televi television. He made Le LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike, Trump tweeted, apparently reinforcing f former NBA superstar Michael Jordan. So, oh, so that's what that was about. Uh, Trump's Trump's criticism of the intelligence of James Lemon, who are both black, uh, comes after he has repeatedly referred to Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat of Los Angeles, as being one of the most 
one of the most uh, prominent African-American members of Congress and a vocal Trump critic as being an extraordinary low IQ person. Yeah, and Maxine Waters is also the uh, the person who's been, you know, saying that we should all, um, you know, that people should go and attack uh, Trump supporters as well. So, you know, I, I have a little sympathy for, uh, I have little sympathy for Maxine Waters at all. Uh, okay. The president's attacks on on Waters has, has become a staple of his political rallies, as it was Saturday night Saturday night in Lewis Center in central in central Ohio, north of Columbus, where he called her a seriously like person to the usual chairs. Cheers. During his campaign and presidency. Trump frequently has used racially charged language, particularly in talking about Latino immigrants. He faced his strongest backlash nearly a year ago for failing to immediately condemn the deadly violence in Charlottesville, Virginia, during a march by white supremacists and neo-Nazis, many of them arms, and for equating them with the anti-racism protesters for who turned out. Okay, A, he did condemn the Char- the Charlottesville VO- he did condemn the Charlottesville neo-Nazis, you dopes. But Antifa also showed up and started see this is this is this is the whole problem with Charlottesville. Yes, there were neo-Nazis, but there were also Antifa people there. Who, in my opinion, and the opinion of millions of others of Americans, Antifa and the neo-Nazis are the same, uh, are the, are two sides of the same coin of racist extremism. And so all Trump said was that there were good people on both so- sides, meaning, you know, peaceful, peaceful Democrat protesters who had showed up and, uh, you know, peaceful Republicans who were just showing up to observe, but that there were also equally bad people on both sides at Charlottesville. And that's what the media always keeps forgetting with, with Charlottesville. Okay, no one, and I mean no one that I know of, uh, was saying, yeah, you know, Richard Spencer being in Charlottesville, you know, he's such an awesome guy. No, no one was saying that, that the neo-Nazis being there was a good thing. But this is also the slippery slope with freedom of speech because technically they did have the right to assemble and, you know, do their little disgusting thing. And, you know, here's what I will say about Charlottesville, and I've said this before. If the media had just left Charlottesville alone on that day, which, believe it or not, Charlottesville happened almost about a year ago now. If the media had just left Charlottesville alone, then the 50 fucking neo-Nazis, you know, could have just done their stupid, uh, you know, Zeke hiling or whatever they did and, you know, then left. And if the media hadn't covered it, no one would have heard about it and the neo-Nazis wouldn't have gotten the attention they deserved. But, uh... You know, but, but, you know, by all means, uh, you know, let's, let's just call Maxine Waters a hero for standing up to Trump, even though, you know, she's called for violence against Trump supporters as well. Uh, 
Uh, okay, back to the article from, from the LA Suns. Trump has also been outspoken in, in slitting black NFL protesters for kneeling during the playing of the national anthem as a protest of police brutality and racial injustice. Yeah, because no one in no one in America wants politics mixed in with their foot with their football. People are sick of it, and uh, you know we just want the game to be left alone. Uh, his uh, his frequent comments on that topic have led some professional sports teams, such as the Golden State Warriors. To decline the tradition, traditional congratulatory White House visit after winning a championship. Uh, okay. Uh, Trump's tweet about LeBron James drew immediate criticism on social media, particularly given that James was in the news last week for opening a school for at, for at risk children. In his own town of Akron, Ohio, funded by his foundation, James's "I Pro I Promise" school was the was the basis for Owen's CNN interview. Uh, okay, Lemon made the connection, responding to Trump's attacks, asking, uh, in his own tweet Sunday morning, "Who's the real dummy? A man put who puts kids in classrooms, or one who puts?" kids in cages. Okay, okay, Don, I, I think you just proved that you are, you really are dumber. That you really are a dummy. He wasn't calling LeBron a dummy, he was calling you a dummy. Okay. LeBron, who did not address the president's controvert attack against himself, uh, was referring to the, the Trump administration's controversial Zero tolerance policy of separating as many of as three thousand immigrants' children from their parents as they cross the southern border, which, as we've gone over on the show before, ladies and gentlemen, was not a policy uh, started by Trump. He was the one who ended it. It was started, I think, during Reagan's administration. From what I recall. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, many others have, have, uh, directly or indirectly accused Trump of racism. Okay, yeah, and who did all these pe people vote for, by the way? Okay, James also received kudos from First Lady Melania Trump, who had distanced herself from her husband's controversial behavior before. Uh, in a statement released by her spokesman, the First Lady solicited an invitation to James's school. It looks like LeBron James is working to do good things on behalf of our next generation. And just as she always has, the First Lady encourages everyone to have an open dialogue about issues facing children today, said the spokesman Stephanie Gr Grissom. Her platform centers around visiting organizations, hospitals, and schools, and she would be open to visiting the I Promise School in Akron. Okay, James has called Trump a bum on Twitter and campaigned for, for his Democratic opponent in 2016, Hillary Clinton. Okay, so there you go. Right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's why Trump was criticizing LeBron James. He wasn't criticizing James for opening a school or any of that. He was criticizing James for calling, you know, him, him a bum. Uh, okay. In, a, in the CNN interview, James said he called Trump a bum because he's kind of used to he's kind of used sports to divide us. Uh, 
And that's something I, I can relate to because I know that sports was the first time I was around someone right. Really, LeBron? I mean, I understand that you were from a, you know, impoverished part of town. But, uh... You know, that's a, that's a little, uh, retarded. Uh, even, even for, you know, even by, uh, you know, my, my standards, that's just ridiculous. Okay, uh, James said he felt the need to respond to Trump's attacks against the NFL anthem protesters and decisions by athletes to skip White House visits. I can't back and say nothing, James told woman. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, you actually could, Le LeBron. Yeah, you actually could, okay? Dom, if the, if the interview had strictly been for your school and for, uh, you know, the organization which you've, you've built, which, by the way, no one is criticizing the fact that you've opened a school for, uh, poor and impoverished children. I do respect that, and I have, I have seen a few people on Twitter who, um, you know, brought that in. I mean, I think, I think criticizing Le LeBron James for that is stupid. And, you know, for the most part, I have, I have a lot of respect for Le LeBron James, given that fact. However, I, I also think it was, I also think it was ridiculous of him to call Trump a bum and then not expect Trump to respond. Okay. Uh, okay. Asked what, asked what he would say to Trump if they were to sit face to face, to face James responded, I, I would never sit across from him. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Right there. Uh, Re Republican Governor, uh, John Kasich of, o of Ohio, James's home state, who is frequently at odds with Trump also defended James. Instead of cri criticizing him, James said we should be celebrating him for his charity, work, and efforts to help kids. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I, I I agree. But and see, everyone everyone wants to celebrate LeBron James. I don't think anyone is actually uh, criticizing James for that. But I think uh, you know, I think uh, you know, I I can un I can understand where. Uh, you know, Trump is getting ups upset, too, with, uh, you know, LeBron calling about him a bum and then, you know, saying, oh, I, I don't want you to sit across from me. It is, uh, it really is quite, uh, ridiculous. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, James remains very popular in Ohio. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Alright, now, okay, so that's the article from the LA Times. And, uh, you know what, let me just, let me just say this about the whole LeBron James situation, because I do feel, ladies and gentlemen, as if some, as if some conservatives have been taking this a little too far, okay? Like I said, I, for one, I understand why people are upset with LeBron James for calling Trump uh, a bum. I, I understand that. I understand that Trump supporters are sick of 
uh, athletes making sports political. I'm sick of this too. But at the same time, I don't think it's the hill that we should die on either. Um, I, because I, I do think that for the most part, from what I've seen, LeBron James is helping a lot of kids, um, in impoverished areas of, of Ohio by giving them the opportunities to go to the school. And I, I do think that's a good thing. I, I do think that, that, you know, this was one of the, this is one of those instances where I don't condone the way that Trump was perhaps talking up, using the tone with LeBron. I, I absolutely, I absolutely understand the tone he was using against Don Lemon because Don, because, uh, you know, Don Le Lemon in my book is an absolute idiot. Um, and I think that's fairly, fairly obvious. Um, but overall, I, th I think, I think, uh, you know, I personally have ignored sports for the better part of a year and a half, ever since this whole NFL, uh, thing started with the, with the protests from then. Well, Le LeBron, LeBron is a, is a horror supporter, uh, F him. Yeah, I mean, Brian, like I said, I, I, I understand that sentiment, but, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I, I, like I said, I understand completely where you're, I understand where Trump's borders are, are coming from, I'm just not so sure if this is really where we should, uh, you know, be hanging out our hat, that, that's, that's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I, you know, I've said all I'm going to say on this matter, and, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to ignore, uh, you know, LeBron and the rest of, well, hey, I don't, I don't watch basketball, and it's nothing to do with race or anything like that. I, I just, I never really found basketball to be, uh, entertaining. You know, it's just, it's just guys dunking, uh, you know, throwing a ball into a, into a basket, you know, that has no, uh, you know, that has no bottom. And, uh, you know, I, I know that if I, if I said that, uh, John, if, I know that if hearing me say this, John Neary, Neary would be, uh, would be crushed if I said that, uh, basketball were a little overrated, but, uh, I, in all honesty, I do. And, uh, I'm really hoping that at some point we can, uh, you know, we can get back to, uh, watching sports without everything being politicized, and I'm hoping the same with movies and television and all the rest of this. I'm, I'm hoping that at some point people can, uh, can, can in fact separate politics from, um, entertainment and everything else. I don't think it's possible at this point, but I'm hoping we do, uh, but I'm hoping we do, we do get to that point within the next two or three years. Okay, let me, uh, okay, folks, and that's pretty much all the stories I have for, uh, this show, so let me, uh, let me, let me go ahead and, uh, check your, uh, comments, scroll through them and see, uh, where we're going, so...
I think people are forgetting where they would be right now had the candidate had the candidate LeBron supported uh one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not say I'm not saying anything positive about um. You know, I, I'm I'm not saying anything positive about Hillary Clinton. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm just saying that I. You know, I I think it's pretty hard to. I think criticizing Le- LeBron on his politics is, is fair game, but I have seen some others uh, at, at attacking LeBron for the school too. Okay, Le- Le- LeBron, uh, LeBron wants Sam dead. I'm hanging my hat on the peg that opposes every Hillary supporter. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, I I don't know if let me, let me say let me say this if if LeBron were to you know try and come up to me and punch me in the face or something like that then well then yeah you you bet your ass I would just run his you know foot over with my wheelchair or some or something like that but uh, you know. I, Point being, I won't, I won't, I won't be the one to you know, provoke stuff. You know, so, so that that's all that's all I'm saying. And and, and for the record too, I think I think Melania Trump uh, handled it pretty well too. You know, she she uh, you know she uh, said that what LeBron was doing. In terms of opening the school, uh, was was a good thing, and she would be willing to visit it, visit it. But do you honestly think that she's actually distancing herself uh, from Trump? Because uh, I don't. I I I think you know she she's way better at uh, you know soft spoken PR gigs than. Um, Trump is. Trump is not a PR a PR guy. In all honesty, he's the guy who goes in uh, when you need when you need people to be uh, <coughs> bossed around and you know told what to do. So um, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, comments, and yes, uh, I know that I know that Jeff needs to be uh, modded. So I thought I had him modded in the past. So I'm I'm going to the uh, the channel right now, um, and we will mod Jeff. So, uh, Jeff, Jeff commented, uh, earlier too, um, Sam, did you see SHS rip Acosta to shreds the other day? Uh, no, who is SHS? SHS. Do you mean, uh, Sean? Do you mean, uh, Sean Hannity? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, scrolling down to Jeff's later comments. Um, do you think the left will embrace athletes knowing how popular they are with kids? Making athletes' political drives a wedge between older and younger generations. Um, Jeff, I do think that that's the case in certain aspects, but I, oh, um, I do think that that's the case in uh, certain aspects, but I, I think, um, I think also. Though sorry, I I had a bit of playback. Um, I had to pause. 
I had to pause the playback on my own stream. Um, you know, I, I think that kids now are, and this is one of the good things about the internet and what we're doing. I, I think kids, kids now, if you look at it, Generation Z, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Generation Z is actually more conservative than the millennials are. And I, I think that's because Generation Z is really the first generation to grow up in a total social media uh, oriented culture. Uh, which, obviously there are some good, obviously there are some bad aspects to that. But one of the good aspects too is not all of the uh, personalities are manufactured by Hollywood and by big media, right? There are personalities like Steven Crowder, Gavin McGinnis, uh, Milo, uh, my, and myself, even though I'm, you know, I'm still growing, but I still am, I, I still am an internet personality. There are internet personalities who are independent and who are big with uh, Generation Z that are self-made. And so, to answer Jeff's question, yes, I, I do think that celebrities and, uh, you know, and athletes are still a tactic used by the left in a lot of uh, ways, but I, I think that that is kind of fading fast as independent, you know, internet personalities do spring up. And I, th I think it's a double-edged sword because some of them are are liberal, but then some of them are also conservative, so, um, so, alright, uh, I just went to the, uh, control panel, and Jeff, welcome to the, uh, to the, mo to the mod squad, so, um, as far as, um, So, uh, did I see Sarah Huckabee Sanders take down, uh, LeBron and CNN the, the other day? Uh, no, I did not, but I bet, but I bet it was pretty good. Uh, then MJF writes, did you see Paul Joseph Watson and Sargon videos? Uh, no, they're probably in my feed, but in, in all honesty, I get so many videos in my, in my feed now, uh, for this channel that it gets somewhat re ridiculous. I don't have time to watch every single, single one of them, but I will check it out, uh, after the show. Alright, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's check the time real quick because I, I think we've been on for about an hour now and uh, yeah we have um, so ladies and gentlemen I think that's uh, you know that's pretty much the show for tonight like I said uh, it's been kind of a quiet news week but like I said uh, talking about LeBron and talking how you know CNN just continues to have uh, bad ratings and continues to earn the uh, hate and distrust of the American people. Um, I think it was a good show, all in all. So, uh, anyway, uh, folks, I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And uh, I see... Uh, I see uh, Spiro Lynn say, uh, don't leave me. Well, uh, here, here's the deal, uh, Spiro. I'm lucky for you. Um, I am now going to be putting out two more additional shows this week, um, in addition to the free one on iTunes. So, yeah, uh, starting in August... We kind of we kind of started this um, in July, but starting this month, I will be uh, 
posting two additional podcasts that will be pre-recorded um, exclusively for Patreon supporters. And you can access those on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll, I'll have video, but then I'll also have uh, podcasts. And those ones will be a little bit more uh, freeform. I haven't decided what I quite want to do with those yet. But I'll let uh, people know when those will be becoming available. So, uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in to tonight's program. Uh, there's no there's no American Watchmen Roundtable tonight. Uh, one of our hosts had to take the uh, night off for a family emergency. But we will be uh, back next week. And uh, from all of Sierra NGC Studios, have a uh, good night. God bless and God save this great nation. I'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. God bless and God save this great nation.